The information on this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a qualified licensed professional counselor or a qualified licensed medical provider. Hello and welcome back to another session of the Evolving Chair Podcast with your host, Lakeisha. This is session 10. Oh my goodness, I can't believe that. I'm so excited. I know people say I should have done something big for session 10, but I'm actually going to do something big for session 16, so sweet 16. Um, I will actually do a live taping, which will be part of my relationship series. So you guys be on the lookout for that because I'm going to need questions. You're going to have the opportunity to ask questions to the experts that work with individuals on their relationships. Um, But we are still in the month of July, celebrating National Minority Mental Health Awareness Month and Purposeful Parenting Month. So please send in your purposeful parenting tips that you are doing with your children to TEC podcast 2017 at gmail.com. And if you haven't done it yet, please go register for my first community event at Capitol Library this Wednesday, July 19th at 3969 North 74th Street from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. There will be refreshments, prizes, and a raffle. And again, this event is giving you guys information about stigma, signs, symptoms, and treatment um, about mental health and therapy within the Black community. So go to Eventbrite at T-E-C-G-A-P-C-L-O-S-U-R-E dot Eventbrite dot com. So please go do that. And I am starting to accept donations for my back to school resource fair next month, August 19th. So please send me an email if you would like to donate. So monetary donations or going to get the supplies yourself will be greatly appreciated. My goal is to give at least 50 students, 50 book, um, a total of 50 book bags out to 50 students. So please help me do that. I cannot do it alone. It truly takes a community. So please give back. Um, Today's session, I actually will be talking about sadness and depression. And I think a lot of people sometimes use sadness and depression interchangeably. Um, But there is a real difference um, for you to be clinically diagnosed with depression versus having the blues of being sad. So I will talk a little bit about sadness first, and then I will go into the difference about depression. So sadness is defined as an emotional pain associated with or characterized by feelings of disadvantage, loss, despair, grief, hopelessness, disappointment, and sorrow. And I think many of the times people try to cut off sadness um, and try to avoid those emotions of it by keeping busy, um, just not acknowledging how they're feeling. And I like to pull from my example. So last session, I think I talked about um, a little bit about my grandmother passing and um, how I was just so involved with working and doing things for other people that I was really sad (laughs) when my grandmother passed. Um, But I was avoiding that emotion of sadness because I wasn't ready to face the reality that this woman that's been in my life um, for a long time is no longer here. And I think me being a black woman, one, (laughs) and being in the profession I was in, I felt like I couldn't show 
any quote unquote weakness, any sign of weakness. Although sadness is not a sign of weakness, that's just a natural emotion <laughs> that we all need to have and display. And it, I, I avoided my sadness by getting engulfed in different business opportunities and ventures um, and just tending to other people's um, emotional needs. And it was one day where I just completely broke down and I was just like, oh my gosh, like she's not here anymore. Um, But I had so much bottled up because I was suppressing it and that is not healthy at all. (laughs) So do not do that. It's okay to be sad, to cry because sadness doesn't last as long as um, depression lasts if you're clinically diagnosed with it. And one thing about sadness, if we allow ourselves to experience it, it can honestly help us to be more resilient when things come our way. So when we dismiss that feeling of being sad, we don't allow our body to grow emotionally because we aren't trying to acknowledge that sadness. But if we acknowledge the sadness, that allows us to grow emotionally so mature emotionally so when other things comes our way that may cause us to feel sad and things like that we won't know what not to do when we're feeling sad so please acknowledge being sad and it's okay and I know in our community if especially with black men if they're feeling sad we shun them like man up it's okay you know you're gonna be all right I went through that no everybody needs to experience sadness and it actually balances out because if you are always happy and never experience any kind of sadness, what do you think will happen when something really traumatizing comes your way? <laughs> You're not going to know what to do or what to say. And you might have a, a real life breakdown where you are in a therapist's office at that point. Um, but we, we do need sadness to balance us out. So remember that, please. It's okay to be sad. And allow our men to be sad, too. So um, depression. So depression is a severe form of sadness. But in order to be clinically diagnosed with depression, you need to at least have certain symptoms for at least um, over two weeks periods of time. And with depression, it involves like your body, your mood and your thoughts. It interferes with your daily life. Um, normal functioning and it doesn't only affect you it affects somebody else so um, like Rashawn Miller um, he touched on um, his diagnosis of bipolar and that's um, a form of depression as well and so he talked about how him being depressed interfered with him taking care of himself daily so eating um, bathing things like that depression will interfere with your life completely and again I'm going to go over these few things that you need to have in order to be diagnosed clinically for depression. So you need to at least have five or more of these things at the same time for over two weeks. So the first one is persistent sadness, anxious or empty mood, feelings of hopelessness um, or pessimism, irritability, feelings of guilt, worthlessness or helplessness loss of interest or pleasure in hobbies and activities. So things that you did enjoy, but now you no longer enjoy them anymore. Decreased energy or fatigue, moving or talking more slowly, feeling restless or having trouble sitting still, 
difficulty concentrating, remembering, or making decisions, difficulty sleeping, early morning awakening or oversleeping, appetite and or weight changes that aren't affected from you being on a diet, thoughts of death or suicide or suicide attempts, aches or pains, headaches, cramps, or digestive problems without a clear physical cause or that does not need to be eased with um, any kind of treatment. So like um, uh, uh, some kind of illness. Um, and if you go and you're diagnosed with depression, it can be treated with medication, therapy, or both. So it, it really determines the magnitude of your depression. And so in our country, depression is the most common diagnosis. And when you look at depression, you're looking at genetics, biological makeup, environmental, and psychological factors. And especially with us as black people, when I am having sessions with us, I have to look at all of those factors for whatever diagnosis I choose to um, provide for that person that's in front of me. But especially with depression, because look at the stuff that's in the news <laughs> that we read and that we're getting into our mind. And I'm gonna go back to the genetics thing, you know, all the way back from slavery, that trauma that's already in our genes that we're predispositioned for, for having certain emotional reactions to things. Um, environment, so if we are constantly seeing gang violence, people shooting each other, um, drugs being sold, things of that nature. What do you think that does to our mind? Um, and and, and our, just our biological makeup. So if our parents or grandparents um, are diagnosed with depression or some kind of mental health issue, um, it, it's a big possibility that it could be passed down to us. And so I always encourage every other clinician as well to look at all of those factors um, and not just on solely on one thing because it's so many different things that um, can affect our mental health especially within the black community um, medication is another way to treat depression um, which we call antidepressants um, and antidepressants help balances out your chemicals in your brain that affect your mood so like that serotonin that norepinephrine the epinephrine things like that and keep it in mind, um, and, and I'm not a medication pusher at all, but sometimes I think people may need just a little bit of um, happy helpers <laughs> to help them balance things out. And with medication, it, it does take time for it to work. Um, sometimes it can take anywhere from two to four weeks for you to really see a change and you won't see a change immediately things will happen gradually and many of the times with um, antidepressants the first few things that will you will see a change in will be your sleep pattern so you'll be able to sleep longer appetite you're you're hungry more now you're getting back your natural appetite concentration and then your mood will start to shift once those things get aligned. I think many of the times people look for their mood to shift immediately, like, well, I'm still feeling sad, but they're not looking at, okay, well, are you sleeping longer or are you eating more? Or are you able to stay focused a lot longer than what you normally were? Because sleep, appetite, and concentration also affects our mental health as well. So keep that in mind as well. Um, Let's see. Oh, um, 
And also, again, just reiterating, give it time to work in your body. Because I have a lot um, of families that I've worked with when their kids have been on medication. And they probably will keep them on it for maybe like about a week. And they're like, well, nothing has changed. And I'm like, yeah, it's only been a week. <laughs> you you have to let their body get time to break down those enzymes from the medication and actually like move throughout the bloodstream <laughs> and all of that. Um, but I will tell you when they've been on the medication um, for about a month or so, you, you can start to see the difference in their behaviors. And again, no way am I an advocate um, for medication. I do feel that sometimes some people do need those happy helper, helpers though. Um, and I think a big thing for us too is when we start to feel good because we've been taking the medication every day that we just want to stop taking them. Don't do that. Um, because your body can go through withdrawals from um, stop from you stop taking the medication abruptly. You want to definitely consult with your doctor about if you should discontinue um, the medications. And usually what the doctors will do, they'll monitor you on the medication if you're taking it consistently when you're supposed to for at least six months to a year to really make sure that it's working, things are looking better for you mentally um, before they may decide to decrease the dosage because they wouldn't just necessarily take you off completely, but they would look to decrease it and then working your way off of there gradually. But, you know, it is possible for you to get off of the antidepressants or possibly not need them at all, just depending on the, um, the level of depression. Um, and then there is psychotherapy, of course. So working with a trained mental health individual um, can help you process those stressful situations, develop and learn new coping skills to um, manage your life stressors. Um, things you can do at home in combination of if you're taking medication and going to therapy or if you're doing one or the other. So things that you can do by yourself is being active and exercising more, um, setting realistic goals for yourself, trying to spend time with other people and confide in trusted friends or relatives, um, not isolating yourself and allowing other people to help you and be there for you. Um, and again, expecting your mood to change gradually, but not immediately. Um, discussing your decisions with other people who you know well and have more objective view of a situation. And continue to educate yourself about depression. Because I tell people you can never know too much about what you may be diagnosed about. You want to be well informed yourself. Um, but I'm also a firm believer don't think you're the doctor going to WebMD and <laughs> thinking you know what you need to take, what you don't need to take, things of that nature. Um, but I will leave you guys with this quote. The walls we build around us to keep sadness out also keeps out the joy by Jim Ron. Um, so I just really wanted to touch base on depression and sadness it's not a whole lot, <laughs> but I think just for people to be okay with feeling sad, um, because again, we need that. We need to have that balance. So we need both the not so good emotions and the good ones um, just to balance us out. 
And if you are exhibiting any of those factors I highlighted um, about being clinically diagnosed, definitely seek help from um, a licensed medical provider or um, a clinician as well. Um, So don't try to self-diagnose, but, you know, just reach out and just have those conversations with them, allowing them to really make that assessment if you need um, further support, whether by therapy and medication or by medication or just therapy or both. So, yes. So this session, I think I said last time the other session was short. This one is really short, y'all. <laughs> um, just because it, sadness and depression, you know, I think can be a lot. And I don't want to overwhelm people um, or scare people off either. Because, um, again, sadness is not a bad thing. We we need it to balance us out. Um, it, it, it would be pointless for us not to be able to tap into that emotion. <laughs> um and grow from it as well so if you guys have any questions or feedback please email them to me or hit me up on my social media accounts and again um please send in your questions as it relates to relationships because i'll be starting that series within like two weeks or so so i want to have questions for people um things that you are dying to ask why do women act this way why do men act this way why do they think like that (laughs) So those type of questions, because I know y'all got them, because I got some. Um, So, yeah. So until next time, peace. Hey, TC listeners, don't forget to like, subscribe and share and rate this podcast. You can send me emails with questions, comments and feedback to TEC podcast 2017 at gmail.com on Twitter at TEC podcast 2017 IG at TEC Podcast, Facebook, The Evolving Chair Podcast, or check out my website at www.theevolvingchair.com. So go listen to me on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play.